Welcome to the Raw and Uncensored Ambitious Podcast. During our time here together, I will be instilling all of the strength, power, and determination you will need to use the very stones thrown at you to build your ultimate empire. We will redefine the word bitch from the derogatory to the acronym being in total control of herself. So let's adjust our crowns and prepare to live life ambitiously. Oh yeah, here I am, the original HBIC, Katie motherfucking Boyd. On today's installment of the Ambitious Podcast, we are going to keep diving deeper down the rabbit hole, deeper down the rabbit hole. Do you like that bass, bitch? (laughs) We're going to go deeper down the rabbit hole today, and we're going to keep on keeping on with our escaping the matrix parts of the ambitious podcast. I don't know when this is going to be over. Maybe never. I fucking love this. I love, love, love talking about this stuff. It's so important to me because I feel like y'all a bunch of soft ass snowflake motherfucking pussies. And we have to stop being soft ass snowflake motherfucking pussies. Because if we see, here's the deal. Let me just, let me just back up for a second. What we've endured in the last year of our lives and our reality on this earth has made us, so many of us, really strong. And on the other hand, it's really showed people's cracks and their personality flaws and their characteristics of their, just how they live their everyday lives. Like, I feel like people can't even deal with a paper cut in this day and age. And we have to train our minds, our spirits, and our bodies to become stronger and more rugged and more tough so that when shit really fucking hits the fan, if that someday is going to happen to us, that we are prepared, that we are prepared 110%. Okay. So today's installment of the Ambitious Podcast is all about hormetic stress. Hormetic stress. I'm not talking about W-H-O-R-E, medic stress. I'm talking about hormetic, like hormesis, H-O-R-M-E-T-I-C, stressors. And you're probably like, what the hell is a hormetic stress? So you ever hear that old adage, like what doesn't kill you makes you stronger? Well, with hormesis, that's actually very true. So today I'm going to teach you how to make every part of your physical self stronger so that if God forbid shit hits the fan, you are ready to rock. And if God forbid, and I hope this doesn't happen, shit doesn't hit the fan, you're still a strong ass bitch. Okay. So let me explain to you what hormesis is. So this is what hormesis is. Hormesis is a biological phenomena whereby a beneficial effect, improved health, stress tolerance, growth or longevity results from exposure to low doses of an agent that is otherwise toxic or lethal when given at high doses. The philosophy of hormeticism is based upon harnessing this biological phenomena in a deliberate and systematic systematic way in order to increase strength and resilience. So simply put, stress at the right dose and under unfavorable conditions leads to getting stronger and better able to handle stressors in the future. So think about it. Corona and what's happened with the pandemic in the last year was 
like the ultimate hormetic stressor, okay? So if you look around you right now, you'll see people who during this pandemic thrived and flourished and pivoted and really like was like, fuck this. This is not taking me down. I'm going to the next level. I don't give a fuck. And then you've seen the other half of the coin where people have like lost their absolute shit, right? They've become sick. They become weak. And I'm not just talking about physically weak. I'm talking about emotionally and mentally weak. They've lost their companies. They've lost their homes. And some some people have lost their lives. And I'm not talking about because of being sick. I'm talking about from suicide, okay? That is hormetic stress at its finest. And, you know, I think that we have to understand sometimes the bigger picture is like all the things that we're going through here on earth are teaching us, right? Look at the word tormentor. What is the root of that word? Mentor. So they're teaching through adversity. And this has been the last year of my life. I don't know about y'all, but this has been one of the most tormenting years of my life. And I think that most people on earth can attest to that and say, yes, absolutely 100%. Okay. So there's certain things that we can do on a daily basis that are hormetic stressors that we can inflict upon ourselves that are going to make us stronger and better and faster and quicker and smarter and more rugged and more able to handle adversity. So when, you know, push comes to shove, you will always remain safe and on top and you will always win. So some of these things, you're going to be like, damn, Katie, no fucking way. I do all of these things, and I think I'm a pretty badass bitch. I mean, I have my days, but I think that if you can just adopt some of these, if not all of them, I mean, I would love for you to adopt all of them because, like I said, my protocol girls, my fifth-dimensional protocol girls and my mentors, the girls that I work with one-on-one, all of them are doing all these things. All of them are doing all these things. And guess what? They're becoming happier. They're getting off of their depression medication. They're getting off of high cholesterol and high blood pressure and metformin for PCOS and thyroid medication. And they're just happier. You know, they're more joyful. They're living with intention and attention to every day of their lives. They're having better sex. They're having better relationships. Their homes are cleaner and more organized. Their minds are cleaner and more organized, right? And they're, and they're, you know, taking their businesses to the next level and they're taking their health to the next level and they're biohacking every part of their lives. And that's something to be said. There's something to be said with with hormetic stressors and all of my girls do it. If you're interested in doing it too, reach out to me. We can have a conversation. Um, And this is not all we do, but this is like a good 50% chunk of what we do every day in some way, shape and form to take our bodies to the next level, to take our minds to the next level, and to take our spirits to the next level. Okay. So before we start, I want you to, I want to ask you some questions and I want you just to kind of think about this for a second. All right. How well do you endure difficult conditions or circumstances? So how well do you endure difficult conditions or circumstances? So if I'm asking this question and your butthole is puckering and you're like, I hate difficult circumstances. I hate difficult conditions then you probably need some hormesis in your life. The next thing is, would you describe yourself as hardy or rugged or tough? We could also say, do you describe yourself as ambitious? 
because that goes hand in hand, right? Do you get cold easily? Do you get cold easily? How well do you function on an empty stomach? Like, are you one of those people that are like, oh my God, I forgot breakfast and lunch and like, I didn't really care. And I just, you know, had some water and had some tea and like, I went about my day and then I had one meal and you're fine and you didn't beat the shit out of your kids or kill your husband. Or are you that type of person? Like if you don't eat first thing in the morning, you're like a hangry ass motherfucking bitch. And you just like are like a wrecking ball and you're just like fucking Miley Cyrus swinging on the wrecking ball, half naked, little titties, just deadling. Like, what is it? Tell me, I want to know. And then the next thing that I would like for you to ask yourself is, can you walk, run, and otherwise function normally while barefoot? And what about outside terrain? I know these are, so these are not a ton of questions, but just a couple questions just to get, you know, just to get like the juices, the creative juices flowing, right? And if you don't like the answers to those questions that I just asked, maybe some of the following hormetic training strategies would be right for you. And the best part is that not only will every one of these activities make you tougher, they also come with a distinct set of health and fitness benefits. So you guys know me, I always talk about like, I love the woo-woo, but I'm also an Aquarius and I love the science to things. So I'm gonna tell you things and I'm not gonna be like, cause I said so. I really desire to back up everything I'm saying with facts and science, okay? And as you practice like this hormetic training, you'll get better at making hard choices and right choices instead of easy and wrong choices. If you could take a cold shower, for instance, just because, you know, you you want to, or can you go without food and can you train outdoors barefoot and can you handle, you know, the heat? Can you handle sweating? You know, all these different things like this is a very rare quality because we've become so soft right? Like if we get cold in our house, what do we do? We turn up the heat. If we get, you know, too hot, what do we do? We blast the air conditioner, right? Our feet are like baby's feet. Like we can't even put our feet on a rock or like soil or some mulch. And we're like, oh my God, my feet, my feet, my feet. Or, you know, you can't stand the sun or you've been brainwashed to think that the, the sun gives you cancer. None of these things are true. If you use the hormetic principles to to dose these things in small doses, it actually is what is going to make you thrive and it's going to create longevity and it's going to create a really amazing life while you're here on this earth, right? Okay, so here's some hormetic training strategies and just life hacks. And what I would love for you to do is, you know, just start by implementing one of these things like maybe once a week or like once every couple weeks just to like really start to ramp it up and then really step into your power. Okay, so the first one is cold exposure. So there are many physical and mental benefits to be had from gradually and systematically exposing yourself to the cold. Cold exposure strengthens your immune system, it strengthens your cardiovascular system, and your tolerance of stress. It boosts your energy, it increases your testosterone, which by the way, I know that we're women talking here, but y'all need testosterone too. Testosterone is what builds muscle. It has to be present in your body for a proper sexual function and proper hormonal function. So don't be like, what you trying to do? Give me a hairy chin, bitch. No, you have to have testosterone in your body. And it even improves your fertility. And it also makes your skin and your hair and your nails healthier and stronger. It can help with fat loss and depression. And needless to say, we are wired to benefit from the cold. There's actually been studies that um, there was this this military op um, out in Antarctica, and 
everything was, you know, wrapped tightly except these people's faces. And they realized that when they were out in this like really, really, really cold temperature, that all of these men um, and women, but I think it was mostly men because it was like a while ago when women weren't really joining the military. But uh, I don't want to discriminate here, but you know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to go with the science. And what happened was their faces lost all their body fat. So a lot there's all this like there's all this cold it's called cool sculpting. I don't know if you guys have ever heard about that, but you know it's thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to go to a plastic surgeon and have this cool sculpting got done on your body fat. But you can do it at home. Okay, let me keep going. I know I just everyone's ears perked up right there. But the main benefit that I mostly see with cold therapy is definitely 100% psychological. Subjecting yourself to uncomfortable levels of cold by choice is a great practice in mental toughness. Now, the simplest and easiest way to start experimenting with cold exposure is to start taking cold showers. On my protocol, the girls have to make the last couple minutes of their showers cold. Um, I am actually finishing a part of my basement this summer where we're putting in like a state-of-the-art fitness facility um, with a infrared sauna. And we're putting in light red light therapy, and we're also putting a cold plunge into an uh, into this area as well. But what I do is I fill my bathtub up a couple times a week with ice and water, and I just sit in it like five, ten, fifteen minutes. I know you guys think I'm crazy, but I'm telling you right now, it's so good for your system. It makes me feel so strong and powerful. And like I said, it helps It helps with body fat. And it also just makes you a badass motherfucking animal. Like you become a savage when you do this kind of stuff. So then what happens is like when little things aggravate you during the day, right? Like someone, you know, fucks up an order at the coffee shop or like someone sends you a rude email or someone like sends you a rude text or whatever. Like you're like, bitch, I sit in the fucking cold for 15, 20 minutes a day. Like your little stupid petty ass fucking bullshit text is not going to fluster me. So through the hormetic training of cold therapy, you become mentally tough. So then what happens is when other things like just pit, you know, petty ass bullshit comes your way, it doesn't make you upset. You don't get flustered by it. It doesn't take over your life. Does that make sense, guys? So making the last couple minutes of your shower cold and... You know, or like if you do have like um, a river near you or like even like a pool, like going and just jumping in the pool. I know this sounds crazy or jumping in the river or um, like in the winter, I'll go out in my yard when it snows in like a swimsuit and I will put the snow like all over my body and I will like roll around in it. I know that sounds crazy, but like I'm telling you, it's literally life changing. So what you want to do is um, when you do the shower situation, right? You want to do like, start with like 10 seconds. And what I do is like, and I'm, uh, uh, I can handle way more than that now. But when I first started years ago, I would like put the cold shower on and I would just breathe like in through my nose, out through my mouth, like pretty rapidly. So like this. And you just let the water, you just let the water just hit you and you like just breathe through it. Okay. And I know it sucks, but after a while, it actually becomes enjoyable. I know this sounds psycho. If anybody out there hasn't done this before, they're like, Katie's a fucking lying sack of shit. I swear to God, I'm not. Okay. 
So all that it requires is that you're willing to be cold for a few minutes a day and doing something out of the ordinary that you normally don't do anyways, right? So like you're going to take a shower every day unless you're a dirty fucking hoe, which some of you are. I'm not going to blow up your spot, but most of you guys are going to take a shower anyway. So why not make the last like 30 seconds, one minute cold? And then every week try to say, okay, I'm going to stay in for 10 more seconds and the next week, 10 more seconds, and the next week, 10 more seconds, and then like most of your shower will end up being cold at the end. And it's so good for your skin. Everyone always says to me like, oh my God, your skin is so beautiful. Like what what, what do you do to your skin? I mean, obviously I'm gonna tell you more about that today, but one of the things that I attest is cold. So even when I get out of the shower, I fill up my sink with freezing cold water and I plunge my face into it like over and over again for like a couple minutes. Um, you know, mommy dearest, like, no, why you hang us ever? Do you remember her? She actually taught me how to do that. I read like something when I was younger about this and I've been doing it ever since. And I don't have wrinkles on my face. I mean, yes, I have Botox in my forehead, but that's it. I don't have fillers in my lips. I don't have fillers under my eyes. Um, I've done it in the past years and years and years ago, but I stopped doing it because I started looking like a freak. Like my face just started looking like not myself anymore. Um, and the only thing I've always done is just Botox in my forehead and that's it. I'm being totally op- open and honest with you guys. I still do that. Um, but I do it like once every six months and I attest everything else to the hormetic stressors that I put my body through. And one is splashing my face and plunging my face in cold water every day on top of the shower situation. So one is hormetic. St- the first hormetic stressor is cold. Okay. And I gave you guys a ton of different ideas. So, you know, pick your poison, pick your poison. So the next one is, um, is fasting. Okay. You guys know I'm a huge proponent of fasting. Um, me and my protocol girls do extended fasting. So sometimes we'll do OMAD, which is one meal a day. Sometimes we'll do 48 hour fast. Sometimes we'll do 72 hour fast. I've, I've done a 40 day fast when I was much younger in my early 20s. Um, For me, it wasn't for weight loss. It was more for spiritual reasoning. And let me tell you, I saw Jesus. I saw Allah. I saw Buddha. I saw St. Germain. I saw Mother Mary. I saw saw everybody on a 40-day water-only fast. Um, But we fast in a bunch of different ways. And all of the fasting is to hormetically stress the body. It is not for weight loss. The byproduct of the fasting, intermittently and extended, is weight loss release, obviously. But my number one thing for fasting in my protocols is for hormetic stress. Because again, so many women that come to me and they're so, they're so thin skinned. They're so petty. They're so wrapped up with three-dimensional reality. Um, they, they like live to eat. They are so addicted to food. They're in this hypnotic rhythm where it's like, I eat because I'm fat and I'm fat because I eat. I mean, it's a problem. And then everyone's like worried about getting a fucking COVID vaccine. But I'm here to say to you, okay, that's great and that's fine and that's that's your prerogative. But why don't you also think about getting your body optimally healthy and biohacking your system so that you can't, so that no matter what fucking virus, um, infection, microbes, bacteria go into your body, your body is going to, your body is going to be such a well-oiled, high-functioning, optimal machine that you, you can't get sick. I never get sick ever. And, and I do all this weird shit every day and everyone thinks I'm a fucking head case, but like, guess what, bitch? I'm not sick. (laughs) I don't get sick and I look and I don't look my age. 
so many girls I went to high school with, they're just beat looking because they smoke butts and they drink too much and they eat processed foods and they never hormetically stress their bodies. I hormetically stress my body every fucking day, every day. So let's talk about fasting. Okay. Fasting for me is so life-changing. So number one, fasting promotes what we call in the fasting world autophagy. So I'm just going to tell it to you in layman's terms. I'm not going to get like too scientifically crazy on the podcast today. But autophagy is when your body shuts down its digestive tract, okay? And then you're fasting, right? You're not having any food. You're just having like black coffee, um, herbal tea or green teas, things like that, black teas. If you choose to do that while you're fasting, some people do a water-only fast, and that's fine too. And then they're putting electrolytes in their water. So they're doing, you know, potassium chloride. Um, they're doing magnesium. They're doing, I, I use a thing from Purium called Super Lights, and that's what I have every day when I do my fasting. And then I drink about a gallon of water, and then I do allow coffee, and I do allow tea. And then I also, I also drink this thing called Kavita. Um, but the only Kavitas that I allow my girls to have are the watermelon rose, the tangerine, and the um, lemon cayenne, because those three are very, very low in carbohydrates. So it's not going to break. It's not going to break your fast. Okay. So, um, so, uh, so what happens is with autophagy is okay. So your digestive tract shuts down, and then your body's like oh, wow, we have all this extra energy. What the fuck are we going to do with it? Because we're not digesting and assimilating all the fucking bullshit that this bitch puts in us every day. So what happens is your body has this unique, incredible way of scouring your body for dead, dying, and compromised cells. And then it eats those dead, dying, and compromised cells uh, as fuel and excretes it as waste. So every time that you fast, you literally, especially if you do like a 36 to 72 hour fast, you are rebuilding your entire immune system from the ground up, the ground up. So what happens is through fasting hormesis, going without food puts our bodies into a fight or flight stress state, right? Which isn't good all the time, but it is for certain things. It's when you're in a prolonged fight or flight that it's unhealthy and it causes a lot of health issues. But if you're in these little bursts of fight or flight and your cortisol goes up and does all these things, that's okay. That's good. So what happens is it mobilizes energy to your muscles and sensory organs to help you track down your proverbial next meal, right? Because when you're fasting, you're like, you can smell like someone's fart next door in like your neighbor's house. I'm not even joking you. It makes you like a wild animal. When you fast, you realize like how much of an animal that you we truly are. Like it's really insane. And fasting alters the activity of certain nutrient sensing pathways and processes processes like mTOR, so it's lowercase m, capital T, capital O, capital R, sirtuins, AMPK, autophagy as I already said, and NAD. So essential health pathways that atrophy when consistently being fed. So all of those things just kind of shut down. But we need those things to be optimally healthy, right? So fasting, especially doing um, extended fasts, are an incredible hormetic stressor. And it is going to help you live longer, be healthier, keep your weight where it's supposed to be, and 
it's funny because all my girls always say to me like, oh my God, I just sleep like a baby when I fast. I have like these amazing astral projection, vivid dreams when I fast. Um, I feel so light. My mind works so sharply. It's amazing. If you've never fasted before and you're afraid to, reach out to me. I will help you, okay? I feel like fasting is literally... Um, out of all the other things that I'm going to talk about today, fasting for me is, I think, the number one most important thing. That's just my personal opinion. Okay. The next one, the next hormetic principle is sauna or heat hormesis. Okay. So sauna is the best sauna that you can use is an infrared sauna. And when I started using saunas year, years ago, I could barely last like five minutes. I would like literally like be like, I'm dizzy. I feel gross. Oh my God. Ugh, I feel like I'm going to pass out, whatever. And now I can sit in a sauna and like do yoga and like meditate for like 30 minutes to 45 minutes. I'm serious. So sauna or heat hormesis, um, mostly sauna, but it has to be infrared. It can't just be the heat. I mean, the heat is great too, because it's going to make you sweat and you're going to detoxify your system, but it's the infrared saunas that are the most important. Um, the other thing is, is if you can't afford to buy your own sauna, there's so many places. I bet if you just Google it, infrared saunas near me, you can just go there and pay them and sit in the sauna for 30 minutes. Sometimes really upscale gyms and health facilities have saunas as well. So hot saunas activate longevity proteins called heat shock proteins, or HSPs. Just like cold exposure, extreme heat teaches the body to cool down more efficiently. You reap the benefits of hot and cold exposure every session. But better yet, your body's learning carries over to everyday life. Through frequent sauna and ice baths, it will train you to handle, like literally I'm telling you, like I could walk around, like Matt's like, you're so fucking crazy. Like the other day it was like so effing cold and I was like walking around with like a sports bra on and like sweatpants and I was like doing stuff outside and I was just like pumped. Like I was just like, y'all gonna make me lose my mind up in here. I was like, oh, DMX rest in peace. I was like, woof, woof. Like I was part of the freaking dog pound. Like I was just like, rah. I'm serious. And then guess what? When I come in from that energy, I can do a podcast. I can work for hours on end with no breaks because it does something to your mind. It does something to your mind. You can even get, um, I haven't looked at these yet, but I've heard of like friends of mine using them. Like you can even get um, these like sauna blankets. They look like little sleeping bags and you can lay in bed and use them. I, I saw them on Amazon, like legit, no joke. So the next thing is the sauna or the heat hormesis. Again, training your mind, training your body. It's all so amazing. Okay, the next thing we're going to talk about is breath hormesis or oxygen hormesis. So if you are part of the 5D protocol, one of the things that I teach my girls is this very ancient breathing technique. And it is the same breathing technique that Tom Brady uses not a lot of people know that about Tom. Um, he's going to be coming out and talking about it very soon. His breathing um, doctor is actually my husband's really close friend. So I have like all the inside track and that breathing doctor, which I will not say his name here because he is not ready to be inundated by the amount of people that will start coming to him if he find if people find out who he actually is. But when I am ready to tell you, he'll let me know and I will tell I will 
tell you guys all about this doctor. He's incredible and he's local to Massachusetts. But I teach this. I learned from this doctor. My husband does this. We do this every day. Um, and there's a bunch of different breathing techniques like Wim Hof. If you guys want to check out Wim Hof, he's the badass mamma jamma. Um, go on his website. You can, um, he was actually also featured on Goop Lab, Gwyneth Paltrow's show on Netflix. Um, and he's like very, very, very famous. Uh, just Google Wim Hof and um, learn all about his breathing techniques as well. He's amazing. So it's W-I-M. His first name is Wim. Last name Hoff, H-O-F method. And so I have done Wim Hof breathing. I love it. I also love and uh, I'm obsessed with the breathing techniques that uh, this doctor taught my husband and I, and obviously Tom Brady. And what I do is I do this breathing exercise every day it takes 10 minutes to do, and I do this every day right before I do my transcendental meditation. So it's like I breathe, and I go right into my transcendental meditation. It makes my meditation like go through the roof. A lot of people right now are very much into like plant medicine and things like that. While I feel like there is a place for that, and I'm like so supportive of anyone that wants to go down that route, and Mother Aya is calling them, or you know, there's other plant medicines too, but most people know about ayahuasca. I feel like if you do this breath work and you do this meditation, it may take a little bit longer, but you can reap the same rewards and benefits through breath work and meditation as you do with plant medicine or like tripping your balls off on LSD or whatever. So changing the rate and depth of your breathing causes physiological changes, holding your breath and eventually panic hits, right? Like, have you ever held your breath and all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, this feel, I start to, you start to panic, right? That feeling is what happens when the accumulation of CO2 happens in your bloodstream and it's not the lack of oxygen. So people think, oh my God, I don't have oxygen, but that's not true. It's the CO2 that actually, the carbon dioxide that that accumulates in your bloodstream is what makes you feel like panicked, right? So when you do this like fire breathing and this like really ancient uh, pranayama, as we call it in the spiritual world, I'm telling you right now, it does something on such an innate DNA cellular level. It's absolutely, it's absolutely incredible. And back when you first start doing this breath work, you almost like, sometimes you'll feel dizzy. Sometimes you're like, oh my God, I'm going to die, which is, you're not going to die. Um, but like what once would feel like this, like near death experience suddenly becomes just like comfortable, like breathing, like in a very odd way and holding your breath and doing all this pranic work, it starts to just become like very normal and just like part of your life. So the body reacts to each breathing session by recalibrating your sensitivity to carbon dioxide. And aside from increasing your exercise endurance and stamina, becoming accustomed to this micro stressor carries over to real world decision making in an uncomfortable situations. So like I said, like this is all about, this is all about, you know, leaving the third dimension going into higher dimensions of reality, right? And part of that is doing what I'm telling you right now, these doing these hormetic stressors, right? Same thing with exercise. Let's talk about exercise next. Exercise is another hormetic stressor. Um, everybody's like, oh, I exercise, you know, it's 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 good for you. You know it's good for you. Like you know the scientific reasoning behind it, whatever. But remember, exercise itself is catabolic. Okay. Your body mobilizes stress hormones to break down body tissues for energy. Strength training causes micro tears in muscle. 
Each minute after exercising further taxes your body, but magic is what happens after. Exercise stimulates anabolic response, right? So anabolic means muscle building. Catabolic means muscle eating, okay? Can catabolize, cannibalize, right? Eating the muscle tissue. Assuming sufficient recovery, your body overcompensates in response to this growth signal and your fitness and your strength and athleticism baseline all increases. This is the key to a positive hormetic effect is to limit the dose of workout stress. So what I have my girls do every day in 5DP is um, three days a week, they do what we call primal movements, which is like weight training, using your body weight, you know, like planking, doing all these different things. And then two days a week, they do yoga. Again, that's a hormetic stressor. Yoga is not like a normal movement of the body. You're holding yourself in all these funky, weird postures. So of course your body's going to be like, what the hell is going on? And that is that is what is so freaking important. Because when your body's like, what the hell is going on? That is truly, truly what shapes your body. It creates, it creates mental toughness. Um, when you're mentally tough, again, things don't bother you as much as they would before, you know? So think about it, like adding a couple days a week, uh, weight training and some yoga, it's going to change your life. And to, to kind of piggyback on this, and I'm going to make it like one of one and the same. If you can train barefoot while you work out, and if you can even go one step further and train barefoot outside while you work out, that is going to be a huge, huge, huge hormetic stressor. Um, going barefoot, it gets you out of your comfort zone immediately. And and it really does confer true mental toughness. And again, right? Like everything is about, everything is about making yourself mentally more tough, living in higher dimensions of reality, getting out of the 3D construct of the matrix where they everyone wants to keep you sick and fat and debilitated and weak and sad and just relying on government and this like evil dark cabal to take care of you. Like, no, we don't need that shit. We can take care of ourselves. We have everything in our, like inside of us and outside of us, meaning like these hormetic stressors, to help us leave the third dimension into these higher levels of, you know, frequency of reality, okay? All right, so the next thing I want to talk about where a lot of people, like, can't, you know, they can't believe that this is true is actually um, using the sun, using sun exposure as hormetic stress. So, I don't know if you guys follow me on Instagram, but if you don't, go on over to Katie Boyd Ambitious. So at Katie Boyd Ambitious. And every morning, I always take a, a video or two or some pictures of myself like outside doing um, sun gazing. And so what I do is every day um, I get up with the sun. Plus, that's that is not a hormetic stressor because that's what we're actually supposed to be doing. That's like our called our circadian rhythm. But y- most of y'all motherfuckers are lazy AF and you don't get up until like eight nine o'clock in the morning. And I'm and I'm not busting anyone's balls that are working like a weird shift or whatever. But like, you should be going to bed and starting to like wind down at night, like when the sun starts um, setting. I'm not saying go to bed when the sun sets, but like all the lights should be out in your house. You should be using candlelight or like special lighting that has no blue rays, okay? Because it fucking ruins your circadian rhythm. It calcifies your pineal gland. It's not good for you. And then we should be getting up when the sun 
the sun rises. So every night before I go to bed, I look at my app and I can see exactly when the sun is rising where I live. And I get up and I make my coffee and I go outside and I sit in the sun and I just like let the the that morning sun like kind of get in my eyes because when the sun is rising in the morning and when it's setting at night, that sun is that red light. So you know how everyone talks about photobiomodulation and red light therapy? That you can get that naturally from the sun when it's rising, within an hour and a half of it rising, and then within an hour and a half of it setting. You can actually look directly into the sun um, and it doesn't hurt your eyes and it can actually help your vision, okay? So, you know, just with like, along with everything I've talked about, right? Exercise, the breathing, the cold therapy, the saunas, sun exposure is another hermetic stress. At just the right dose, of course, I'm not saying like, you know, be a sun worshiper and go out and sit in the harsh middle of the day sun, because that is actually the carcinogenic parts of the sun. The morning and the afternoon suns, when it's rising and setting, has no cancer-causing agents. It's the middle of the day sun where it's like that high noon sun that just like burns you to a crisp. That is what you want to kind of stay out of, right? And you don't want to use like sunscreen on your skin, especially not natural sunscreen, because again, the sunscreen causes more cancer than the actual sun itself, like we have to start really reading a book and we start have to, we as women, especially, we have to educate ourselves on these things. I am so sick of people talking about all this malarkey. And I'm like, do you fucking even educate yourself? You dumb bitch. Seriously, like read a fucking book. And, and everyone thinks that they can get vitamin D through pills and you can, but not the same as the morning and the sun at night. Okay. So add the sun gazing Add that like little bit of sun in the morning and that little bit of sun at night to your everyday life. And hey, get out in the sun during the day. Just don't sit out like we did in the 1990s and, you know, like, you know, burn your buns. Okay. Like that's not going to help you. That's going to age you. That's going to, that's not a hermetic stressor. It's those morning and afternoon suns. That is the hermetic stressor. Okay. And that's actually one of the nicer of the hormetic stressors because it's just like, oh, I'm just sitting in the sun and just relaxing. It's not like you're just like hyperventilating in a fucking pool of ice. You know, that's like a whole different, <laughs> that's a whole different energy, right? And the last, um, the last two things that I want to stress about, that I want to talk about hormetic stress is a lot of people don't talk about this, but I really do feel like these two things are important to add is meditation because being in a meditative state, especially in this day and age, is not really how people want to live, okay? Uh, stopping every day for 20 minutes and sitting in a quiet space is not really up the alley of most people I know, okay? A lot of people will say to me, oh, Katie, fucking meditation is such a fucking waste of time. It's such a waste of time. Like I have more important things to do. And I always say, if you don't have 20 minutes to meditate, sit for an hour. Because if you don't have 20 minutes of your day to sit in quiet and reflect and just be in that meditative state, then you're not living in fifth dimensional reality. You're living in the you're living in the TikTok. You're living in Kronos. You're living in the three motherfucking D. You're stuck in the matrix, and you're a you're a sheeple, and you're asleep, and you're a fucking zombie. Okay. So if you're not meditating at least once a day every day, 
you have a problem. And it is a hormetic stressor because it is not natural in this day and age. I'm not talking about a thousand years ago. I'm talking about this day and age to sit in quiet. We are the furthest from that. But remember, anything that makes us feel uncomfortable, we have to run towards that because that is what is going to make us strong and powerful. And it's going to break us free of the chains of the matrix. Okay. So attempting to meditate every day is not enough. Sitting in the meditation. And I mean, like, listen, I'm such a fucking weirdo in the three dimension. I have meditation parties at my house. Okay. People come over my house to meditate and then we do fun things after, but we, but we all get together and actually meditate. Okay. So if you, again, if you're scared or you don't know how to meditate, reach out to me. I I will teach you. Okay. It's not that big of a deal. And there's so many other, you know, free things on YouTube or whatever. Um, but out of all the meditations that there are for me, transcendental meditation with mantra is the most, it is in my opinion, the best for me. It's what works for me. I love guided meditation. I love all these different other things, but at the end of the day, I always come back to um, to sitting in transcendental meditation for 20 minutes. And the last but not least, and this is, again, this is a new hormetic stressor. This is not an old school hormetic stressor. This is a new one, but, the, but this is getting rid of your phone and getting rid of your social media. So I'm not saying getting rid of your phone and getting rid of your social media forever. I'm just saying planning digital detoxes, okay? Like if if I say to my husband, like, hey, Sunday is a digital detox, that means there's no phone, there's no computer, there's no like checking Instagram, there's, you know, I'm not on Facebook anymore, but he's on Facebook still. Not that he really goes on it much, but like sometimes I check, I see him checking on it and stuff. Um, and I don't go on my app. Like I literally stay off of it and I don't answer my phone and I don't answer emails because we cannot be in a stimulus response mode all the time. And that is a hormetic stressor. It's a newfangled hormetic stressor because the hormesis to this is like not feeling that connectivity and not being in the know all the time. Cause a lot of y'all have become nosy ass gossip motherfucking bags. And you have to know what someone's fart smells like and what it tastes like. It's like, dude, sometimes stepping back, like I always, I talk about it in my book, um, Ambitious. I talk about how a couple years ago I went to Cuba for Christmas and they have like no Wi-Fi, like no one has phones, there's no internet access, there's nothing, okay? And at first it was so uncomfortable. Like I just wanted to keep like posting on Facebook all these things that we were doing. And I, and then after a couple days, I was like, I was actually depressed to go home to actually be reachable again, because it's something so liberating about some people not knowing what you're doing and where you are and like not having to feel the pressure to like take the perfect picture. And you're just in the moment, which is a hormetic stressor anyways. Being in the moment is not easy for us in this day and age. It's actually the opposite of easy. So that being said, like just planning these little digital detoxes once a week, you know, I do mine on a Sunday. Um, and like when you do go on vacation and when you do get to get out of the house and like go somewhere, put your fucking phone down. And at first it's going to feel so uncomfortable. It's, it's going to be a hormetic stressor, but at, after a while, it's going to feel so liberating, so free, and you're truly going to feel ambitious and you will be in the fifth dimensional reality because being in 5d and not being in the matrix is about being in the moment. Okay. So Don't tweet it before you eat it. You don't have to get the perfect picture. You don't have to have the perfect quote underneath your Instagram post. Like 
Just be in the moment with the person that you're sharing your time with and watch your whole entire life open up. So I hope that this Ambitious Podcast inspired you to be the badass motherfucking bitch that you were put here to be. And if not, this is probably not the podcast for you to be listening to, okay? If this all sounded so scary and so painful... I'm not saying that I might not be for you down the road, but right now I am bitches and it's lifestyle is not for you. So don't listen to it. <laughs> Just unsubscribe. I would ra- I my desire here is for everyone here to be really truly striving on a daily basis to live their best lives, to live an ambitious lifestyle and to escape the matrix and the control and control yourself, to be in total control of yourself, to be the HBIC that God in the universe placed you here to be and to not be a mediocre motherfucking meh because it's not getting anyone anywhere. And you only have this one precious human life. Stop fucking p- just squandering it on being a pussy and just being weak and feeble-minded and a sheeple and a zombie, okay? So if you're ready to step into your ambitiousness, reach out to me. You can pick up the book, Ambitious. You can come to an event at my home or at my wellness center. You can do a healing session with me, both virtually or in-house, or you can be either um, part of the fifth dimensional protocol or part of the fifth dimensional mentorship. And other than that, that's the only ways to work with me. So if you are desiring to take your life to the next level, don't say I didn't offer it to you. Stop being a wanker. Get over to kbfc.com and reach out to me or purchase whatever you think is the first step in your um, next journey of your next level in bitches life. Or, or not. Be mediocre. I don't give a fuck. Doesn't, ain't gonna fucking take no hair or sweat off of my ass either way. So to those of you who are being ambitious, I love you. And don't forget to stay ambitious. Ta-ta tits.